Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the downside. That was a really bad start. <laughs> that was a terrible start. <laughs> uh, we took Russell and I took an early flight here, mm, but yeah. we're we're here uh, with with three people who auditioned for the role of Uncle Crunchy uh, no. coming out soon no. on Jumpstart CBS. <laughs> and which of what? Which of us will get it? Which way are they gonna go? There's, I did not audition for that. <laughs> Neither did I. No, I didn't either. You didn't either. No. Oh, really? I didn't know you turned that yeah, one down. I actually, I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. You Uncle got Crunchy. Uncle Crunchy. What is that? He was a he was a, a cop on a, a TV show. On what TV show? It's an audition. No, I didn't. I know you got this audition. I swear to God. Oh, I know Russell, for sure. Sorry, this is, uh, sometimes when they're about to do a TV show, <laughs> they'll send out opportunities to tape, <laughs> and you can potentially get on the show. <laughs> I swear, I thought you had an audition for it. It's like a police officer in a sitcom. No. And I wrote back, I said, I oh. said, given all the tweets I've said about the police, I don't think it's right I, for I me to audition for I auditioned for a this. police officer recently, but his name wasn't Uncle Crunchy, I don't think. Was his name just Maybe Crunchy? Was, just like you know, you just don't remember. I sure. Don't know. I mean, he doesn't say his own name in any of the lines. <laughs> are you guys responding and saying uh, this is not? Are you responding and saying no when you don't tape? Uh, I I do. Okay. But but not everyone does. For a voiceover, just let that shit slide. I if you don't get it from me, that's my. I don't say back anymore. I just don't respond. I like that. I think I'm gonna start doing I always that. Always tape everything, but I'm still like you're still pretty new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, there's been, I think maybe one voiceover, uh, there's definitely commercial stuff. Where voiceover I, 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 feels like a lottery ticket. I'm done with voiceover. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> not yeah. anymore. You I don't want to be in a children's cartoon anymore? There's one voiceover I went in and the line was like, hey, and I saw the list of signups <laughs> and there were 500 actors in New York City. And I said, just give it to the sound guy. Who gives a fuck? Truly. Yeah. Uh, my name is Marcos Cerezi. I'm here with my, my co-host, Russell Daniels. Hi. Uh, and we're so so lucky to have a, a very rare return yeah. guest. Second, the, uh, the only person because he never had. got to meet you. Yeah, and uh, 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 Caleb Huron, welcome to the show. Woo. This is so special. <laughs> this is so special. Um, uh, you weren't here last time. You didn't want to hang out with me. No, it was we LA. was in L.A. No, it was not. Yes, it was. Caleb, yes, it was. <laughs> no, it was. It, it was. was in a studio in L.A. Third Wheel Studios. Oh, it was. And you yes. know why I didn't feel like it was in L.A. is because it was in a big building. Yes, you had me go to a big building, mm-hmm. and I thought we were in New York. In my head, I've always I imagined see. we did it in New York. But we had a lovely time, and I'm so happy to have you. You're in New York for for shows. I'm in New York City, baby. Um, I. Uh, you were at the Bell House on Friday, Bell House tonight. How was the show on Friday? Well, I killed, and mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. always good. That's um, always great. No, I'm kidding. It was it was a fun show. The openers were super cool. The audience was fun, all that. You, the nice. Bell House is when it's yeah. sold out. Oh, yeah. It's great. Fun. It's great. Fun. A woman, I, a woman came up to me afterwards who I had two funny interactions afterwards. One of them was uh, there was a group of thin people waiting to talk to me, brag. <laughs> do you do separate lines at your shows? I want to start because... <laughs> This this big fat woman cut in front of all of them and said fat privilege and just cut them oh. and started talking and I was like I would die for you, she was incredible and then a thin woman asked said came up to me and said you know you should have a podcast have you ever thought about it I thought she was a fan I was like oh thank you I mean you know who knows and she was like I'm a podcasting agent and Tova. My manager slash your girlfriend is sitting right there. And, and his manager. And your manager. Yeah. And Tova's sitting right there and goes, oh, <laughs> oh. And so she was like trying to sign me to a podcast deal, I guess. Wow. However that works. Damn. Look. If she's still looking, we are free on that front. 
Is it a separate thing? This is what I don't understand. You, you know, everyone's making it up as they go along. Yeah. I, I just got with like a, a, a YouTube agency and it's like one day the managers will realize how much money they're leaving on the table yeah. and learn how the internet works. To take it back. They'll be like, you know, enough of these paper headshots on our desk. Let's try to update to the new, <laughs> the new century. Um, well, uh, uh, we we had we, some interactions with people after ooh. our show too. <laughs> we did. We had some fan. We had. Well, you do have a podcast. Number one, used to. Oh, that's done. I stopped doing it a while ago. Oh, yeah. I've been checking my email every day for the, an invite. Bring me on. Bring me on. No, I don't do one anymore. Um, we we def. I, I'm so glad you got to meet them. Uh, just yeah. like like real real fans. Of fans. Yeah, it will come up and go like they've been listening since day one, which means listen, listen, hundreds I, of I, hours. Listen, I, it was very touching. But also, if you are a fan, you can tell a, a nice story about being, like it always. The, the few I've met has been like, I have the worst job in the world. I hate it. I get paid no money, and the only thing that's preventing me from killing myself. <laughs> And it's a like, lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, and it. it but I. It was really nice to meet those people. Um. Uh. uh yeah. And the one. The one guy. Um. It, it, it took a turn. That that the. Careful! The, don't insult our no. two fans in Houston. <laughs> so, so you're we, getting real we, loose we, with we, the fans. <laughs> These we, ugly fuckers at no. their dead end jobs. <laughs> Come no, up I was to me. Say, it took a turn in the show. We asked them to do um, to open we, up. We did our "This Has Got to Stop," and we opened up to the audience. And we're like, and this person said, this up. "British people." He just said, "British and, people." And and Steph uh, unwisely uh, wanted more information. And he, he said, "What do you mean?" And she said, "I want them to stop existing." <laughs> just, just and before we got into any like you know genocidal <laughs> ideas, we moved on. Yeah. Fortunately, well, he didn't say he but wanted genocide. Good fan. Good fan. No, he, he didn't. He, it was implied. He didn't want them to exist. Well, he didn't say he wanted to make them stop existing. He said he just wishes they would. Yeah. I think like that's okay. Yeah. Um, there they go. Russell, I turn on your light. Uh, uh, but let me say, we were at the airport, so we flew. We travel. It's a new yeah. thing for us. And you made the mistake. You ordered a fancy coffee at the Starbucks. I didn't order a fancy coffee. I ordered cold, cold brew black. Oh, that was it? On mobile. That's it. That's it. Oh, on mobile. And, and well, because I thought it'd be quicker. It was a long line. So I, and there was, and yeah, I had to leave it there. We had, he had to leave it. Leave it was it. one of these where like it was going to be forty five minutes for that coffee that to come guy, out. The guy making the coffees, he. What are you doing? I'm putting on your light. I just said it. Oh oh. Um, the guy um making the coffees. I was there waiting probably ten minutes. I saw him make in a ten minute span at a coffee shop. I saw him make one coffee in Jeez. ten minutes. And he took plus. a phone call. And he took a phone call. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love it. Also, we got to get you into the lounge. Why, why are you out at the store? Well, well we we're, were, we're a, Delta. You're Delta. Yeah. Delta boy. We had to do United. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm are also you, a Delta guy. Yeah. 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 Delta yeah. isn't great for LA or to get to LA from New York. Uh, no. I would do JetBlue if I was going straight. Yeah, but they don't have LA. lounges. No. I, but, well, no, and I can't get in. I do have a, yeah, you're right. No lounge if you do that. Well, I have the American Express. I can go into the Centurion yeah. lounge. Uh-huh. But that's not always in the same terminal. One of the best things that's ever happened to me is that Kansas City just built a new airport. Their old airport was horrible. I'm there all the time, obviously. And they, the only lounge they have, they never had one before, no lounge. Now they have one lounge and it's Delta, which is my place. So mm. I'm feeling really powerful. That's great. Yeah. Though I'm yeah. getting, I've, I've been, I've been flying a lot and that Delta lounge, it loses its lust. Every breakfast is the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really the opportunity to sit somewhere a little quieter than the rest of the yes. place. That's all. Yeah. Um, well, then I thought John Marco was doing a bit 
Oh my I god! Was like, I'll go ahead. I'm leaving this coffee. It's not happening today. So I'll go ahead to the gate just to make sure we're not going to miss this plane. Yeah. He's waiting for coffee still, and uh, so I get to the gate, and he comes comedically, comedically <laughs> running, sprinting past me, and I was like, "Oh, he's doing a with bit. a coffee with a, a hot, really new hot fresh really coffee, big broad bit at six thirty in the morning." But I was like, "Okay, well, okay. Cool, he's man. on. Yeah, he's on. He's going for it. He's sprinting." And then I see him keep going, and I was like. Oh, maybe it's not a bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just him genuinely running, not I thought, knowing. I thought it was E20. It was E12. <laughs> and Russell texts me like, it's, Russell doesn't say stop. <laughs> I thought he was doing a bit. So I was like, I, but then you were too far and I'm not going to scream in the airport. So you were too far. You, you it was very far away. It was not close. No, no, you ran. And then I looked at my phone when I got to E20 and, and you said. I got in line to get you on said the I just passed like, well, you. <laughs> figure it out or. <laughs> or he won't come. <laughs> Um, this I'll is go perform for our sweaty, disgusting, sloppy fucking fans in Houston by myself. <laughs> Russell says, "These nasty poor pigs." No, no. <laughs> no we love our. Fans. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to the downside. The downside with John Marco Cerezi. But it was a good trip overall. Yeah, it was our first first time doing this. Doing it in a different city, yeah. It was doing good. it in a different city. Yeah, That's I, fucking I cool. thought no one was going to come, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was pushing so hard, yeah. <laughs> and we got eighteen people. It was it was a it was a first time of a festival. No, there was where, like there was like twenty five or so. I yeah, counted yeah, it. It was good. Point. And oh, good. Only, the room only fit thirty people. It but this had, this room. had first festival vibes. Like you got there, they're like, "Hey, here's your backpack. We're all out of food and drink tickets. We've been <laughs> cut off by the bar." Like it was everything that could yeah. have been that you had to be Wait. on the first day to get it. But guess what? This this is the best part about the trip, <laughs> is I check in. I'm not on the poster. Uh, it doesn't even say the downside. I'm just there. But John Marco sweetly's arranged that there's gonna be. I'm gonna have a hotel room. Hotel. Blah blah. So I check in. They have somehow given me the president. <laughs> <laughs> like like a corner office view of Houston. Sprawling. Two rooms, like a, a living room, a full kitchen. Shut uh, up. All windows facing Houston. And and like we were talking to headliners at the festival that are share, had to share a room somehow. And I was like, I had the literal presidential suite. In this hotel. And you're on one 3 p.m. show for 18 people. I love that. <laughs> I'm very picky about travel. Yeah, I the, I will pay money of my own. I'm going to I'm doing Philly after this in like two days, and they tried to put me up at a Sinesta. Oh, and I said no, I won't I won't be doing it. I'll pay for my own hotel room. I don't and I don't like the comedy when they try to give you a little apartment. Yeah, I say, the comedy oh. condo. I say no. I say no, yeah. no. I'll be going to a nice hotel. I'm going back yeah. to I'm going back to one in Lowell, Arkansas, and it's a condo, no Wi-Fi. And the owner says to you, the owner says, Come on. The owner says, Hey, if you need wife, I just call me. I'm a mi- mile down it. the road. I'll pick you up. And I'm like, I'm going to call you, be like, Hey, can I jerk off real quick at your place for four minutes? Please pick me up. I like to get one in before a show. And it, there were ants. What's the and I'm going back in a couple months. Why? I don't know. Because it's interesting to perform in Lowell. Is Everyone it? there disagrees with me. There's no other places in Arkansas that you could have that have an experience? What, name one other city in Arkansas other than Arkansas City. Arkansas. Which I think Rock. is real. Fayetteville. Fayetteville, Little Rock. Okay, okay. Like All right, you're right. There's more. There's okay. a loony bin in Little Rock. You're right. There's more cities in this state. I was incorrect. I was hoping you'd be as uneducated as me. Um, you just bought a house. Yeah. I, did. I bought a house. In, in Kansas City. In Kansas City. This is where you grew up. 
This is, well, no, I wish. I grew up like an hour and a half outside of Kansas City, but my all my people have kind of migrated over towards the city since then. So, um, tell me about Kansas City. I'm going there soon. You are? So the Kansas City Comedy Club. Yeah, you're going yeah. in August, uh, 17th through the 19th, I think. Oh yes, yes, yes. Something like that. I know. I hire you to keep track of my calendar mm-hmm. for some extra cash. Um, that's how you can afford the house. Yeah, that's how I buy the houses. <laughs> Of which I have many. Kansas uh, City's <laughs> fucking great, dude. I love it. You guys are more than welcome to come stay with me anytime at the place. Do the club. Um, and also, there's like a bunch of cool DIY venues. So if you can sprinkle in some, I don't know what they're other. Maybe you can't promote it. But lots of fun shows, great food, good barbecue, nice people, wide streets, tall trees. Yeah. Ugh, it's a great place. Yeah. And so you bought a house because you're going there enough to... But what made you buy, to ha- buy a house? That's a, big, that's a big move. Well, they're in Kansas City, they're very cheap. And so it's like insanely cheap to buy one. I would say one twenty thousandth of the cost in LA. Uh-huh. And also my goal long term is just to be there. Like I don't really want to be in LA or New York. I want to be in Kansas City. So for now I'm back every other month or so when I can be. So my plan is to keep a rental in LA and then be in Kansas City when I don't have to be somewhere for work. That's great. Yeah. That's See my family, nice. my friends. It's nice. What were you looking for in a house? Like, what were your... You, I mean, you, you care about hotels. You must care about I your do. home. Yeah. Well, I wanted... I was approved for a certain amount that was more than I wanted to pay. So I was looking for something that was quite a bit under my budget so that I could make it aesthetically how I want and just use the money I would have spent on the loan to, like, furnish it and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking for something that was, like, updated but not, like... You know how everything they renovate now has those shitty gray wood floors yeah, 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 mm-hmm. and those awful, like everything is yeah. awful in the same gray, white, gray, white, horrible. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't want that and uh, wanted a hardwood floors, which I have um, and wanted like a big backyard and mm. that's it. And I found it. Hell yeah. Do you ever want a house? Yeah. But here? Uh, uh, no, I don't, no, no, I don't want to. I'll always rent in New York. I would never. It doesn't make sense to buy here. Tova talks me, about a brownstone. Tova fantasizes about a New York brownstone um, for sure. I want to own a small apartment in New Orleans. Love. That's what I want. Mm. And been similar. I want to go like a few times, you know, year, three, four times a year. Russell's a New Orleans boy. Yeah. <clears throat> I love that. That's yeah. the spot. Do you go back often now at all? I only go once a year. Yeah. Usually. Um, once or twice a year. Um, so not enough, but but I think it just would, it feels like there's going to be a time where you know I'm saving towards it and it'll be, it'll be much easier to do that. I, I just feel like if I invest in something there and have it there that'll i i feel like i want to live split my time more than i am right now it's very peaceful i get a lot of writing done also mm-hmm. when i'm home like i started going home more when my dad died and really continued doing that just because i was like oh i'm getting i'm getting a lot of writing done i also feel very like much more relaxed i don't feel like i i don't feel the pressure to like go out every night or do something the way i do in la or new york because mm-hmm. all my friends there are just like you know chilling yeah so I think it's nice. I think New Orleans would be a same similar thing. Nice, yeah, just yeah. like have your little spots and like hang out. Yeah. yeah. And Tova grew up there. I'm trying to get a show in New Orleans. It's tough because they have they music. They don't really do comedy. They have music, so like, why would we? Why would we yeah. do this? There's a little bit of a comedy thing, I think, but not. There's there's one big theater there, and it was owned by someone who sexually assaulted someone. So I yeah. made the decision to not. Well, and do you it. don't want to go there because you want to be able to sexually assault <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be on my case. They'll be yeah. looking. <laughs> Well, you don't want him sexually assaulting everybody. That's your gig. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if your fans know that or not. It's <laughs> the first time I'll, I, normally I don't like it when the guest wants to cut something out, but this will be the first time I'll be like, you know what? Can we cut this part out? I uh, no, I'm trying to get a show there, and Tovas, Tovas uh, told me that we don't have to book a show just to go somewhere. 
Yeah. And uh, just go. <laughs> no, I I'm... go every year. Just come with me the next time I go. <laughs> would you? Would we? I don't. That feels like you and your wife's like. No, we. I special have friends time. all the time. I invite everyone. Oh, okay. Fuck it. I'll go. Oh, you're. Yeah, you have lots of free weekends. I'm just saying, like. I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna not next year. The year after, I'm gonna do a big Mardi Gras. For I'm gonna go for the full eight, seven, eight days. Oh, you wow. drink, yeah. drink the whole time. We did his bachelor party there, and I had absinthe. Is that what it's called? Uh, not absinthe. No, no, absinthe no, no, no. Everclear. You, you know that liquor? It's like yeah. super. Like it was a drink, and halfway through the drink, I, it was it was like you, I, I had I've taken never shrooms. Seen you that drunk. Yeah. I fell asleep on the floor. Yeah, I was sick for days. Yeah, Everclear is like. A thousand proof. Yeah, it's so yes. intense. Yeah. And my my sister, she took Everclear once in college at a concert, and she was so she got brought to the hospital. Yeah, and she was so wasted, she thought she was still at the concert at the hospital. <laughs> you don't take Which sounds Everclear, funny. It's just a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just drink she it. was shooting she up shoot Everclear. <laughs> she was dipping her tampon and doing off. the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> and shooting up Everclear. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... So, how's this touring going? You're you're really doing the thing. I am I am doing live stand up comedy. This is true. Are you what? enjoying it? Well, How long it is no, sure. it's great. I think it's a wonderful you're thing. You're being so you're being so, no, so cool. exciting. You're, like, you're so like curled up in your little corner over there. Um, what'd you say, Russell? How long is the tour? Like, how many cities you hit it in? Uh, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, a college date in Vermont, and then Toronto. Nice. And what's the name of the tour? Uh, glorifying obesity tour. Love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I would have. I, I am going to just do another one and call it the same thing because I was, as soon as I set, put it out, I was like, stupid. I've wasted this on sure. five I know cities. You I'm going to do, but I'm going to do a longer version, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My relationship with stand up is very weird, which is what I think you want to talk about. Sure. I'd love to. <laughs> no, I think that's why you're all curled up in the corner. Yeah. Uh, no, you're so good at it. You're, 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 you're a rare, a like, visitor of stand-up where you do it on and off but you're very good Thanks, you, you know how to you know how to pick and choose well thank you i i like it a lot as i view it as a hobby mm-hmm. i think it's fun to do but i don't i don't i don't think i i don't know my mom I'm, I'm, it's a my relationship to stand-up is evolving i want maybe i maybe i will do a special or something maybe i want to do like a longer tour I'm yeah. having fun with it right now, but I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't know. Something about it feels very like, I don't want to make it work because it's so fun the way I do it right now. Mm. And everything else that I like that has become work has gotten a little like tedious. Yeah. And I'm also a little, uh, uncomfortable with you, you. You will not believe this, but I'm a little uncomfortable with the attention. Not on which, stage. Which part? Okay. After, after. And also just like the, the, like, uh, begging for the ticket sales and being like oh please come out to the show i there's something about it to me that feels very like i don't know it's, it makes me a little uncomfortable it ain't and it gets like you can only make it funny for so long like you had you had funny ones about 
uh, your Philly show. You're just like, I'm going to threaten people. Well, yeah, I'm and gonna... then at some point, it's like, buy the tickets. But, but that's the thing. It's like at some point, it's like every weekend. And you have to promote it wide for Louisville. If you're a fan of mine who lives in South Korea, you've had a horrible year with me on social media. I keep telling you to come to shows that you, you've never even been to the place. Right. Yeah. So it's just like it's not fun. It's not entertaining. Yeah. It's a lot of begging. And you can dress it up all you want, but you're just asking people to spend money on you. Yeah, and then you add like I the I we barely not barely I mean, we slowly sold out the first Philly show and never and you know your version of slowly is okay yeah yeah, yeah but sure slower the slower than the other places on the tour and I was like we shouldn't add a second one because I don't like posting about shows I hate the the I hate be, trying to be cute about it I hate trying yeah. to be like oh if you guys came out I guess I'd do some jokes it's like shut up I hate it <laughs> and and but you know then we add one and it's still not sold out it's to, like in two days from now and then I'm like. Oh God! Like, are people gonna? I still have a good time if the room's not. I mean, the room will be. I don't know. This I'm a little out of my mind. Is the truth yeah. of it? Yeah, but yeah, it's fun. Uh, I want. I'm trying to get Russell to do. No, he's a more of a characters guy. Yeah, no, but, but also, I, I want characters to be part of the stand. I want to. I want to bring characters back into the stand-up world. I want Russell to go up there and be like, okay. I don't now even feel I'm like a, I'm a characters guy. I feel like I did sketch comedy, and. Sometimes I have to do characters for other things. You know what I mean? Like I don't feel like it's not like a nat. I'm not home. Like I would take the road to say naturally Russell's- creating characters <laughs> that I'm like yeah. dying to do a seven minute <laughs> character set in front of people in You're Kentucky. Like, hey, Jamarco, is you this know? funny? <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> Hi, how are you? Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, no, you. I, I. I just bring you on stage and be like, uh, Russell's going to open with his new faces audition. <laughs> From three years ago. From three years ago. I don't want to see you do stand-up with characters in it. No. I'll say. I think Me, John Marcos. No one does. No Why? one likes Why? That's how it used to be. Jim Carrey used to do stand-up. And no he wasn't one doing stand-up. He was like, like I don't like it. I don't like it when they show me those old videos. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like... I hate going to those showcases and watching everyone but else. But that's why it won't too- be a showcase. It'll be a variety. But it is. It is. I'm not doing, I'm not doing a one-man show. I would be doing a seven-minute set of like three to four <laughs> characters that are like all little thing. And like... It, it's just it, it, you I undermine it. your own art form so intensely. No, I like I like I like sketch comedy. I like that. I just don't like the the character set. You want him to go out and do a Robin Williams set? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said you're like a, just like seventeen <laughs> of those fucking things in a row. No offense to Robin Williams, but it's like it's I was exhausting. never I was never a fan. It was it was it was impressive to watch. Yeah, but it was too much for me. Sure. Yeah. It was it was a feat. I guess. Yeah. 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 And he was he was a, a joke thief. A was bit. he? Did uh-huh. he steal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was like he apparently there was one comedy club where they had a special light in the back of the room to let the comedian on stage know that he had entered the building. And then he would, you know, not do their A material. Cause then he would go on Carson and just like drop it into the drop it into the thing or whatever. Oh and man. that that was the time oh, where if you bummer. accused him, they'd be like, Well, he made it better. And it'd be like, Well Yeah. And he, he said he was he said he was like a sponge, I think. That's what he said. Told Mark Mayer, like I'm a sponge. I just absorb everything. And it's like that's cool. I would love to do. There's no fat gay comedians, so there's. No, I would love to, but I, there's no one to steal from. I would love to steal somebody's joke about. Well, that's why I want Russell to do stand up comedy. <laughs> Come on, Russell. <laughs> Russell, get out there. Do some stuff about the buffet line. <laughs> do you know? Do you know John John Panay? He he was like he was like a fat comedian from the '90s who his closer was about a Chinese buffet. Oh, and I he know was him, and he yeah. was a killer, but it always, 
always ended in a long Chinese accent bit. Oh no! Every God. album ends he was with Chinese, him doing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so he was a Chinese man. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and just like, just like brutal, just like Free Willy is a mean movie title. If you have a Chinese, and then he would do say Free Willy for three minutes, oh my God. and it would murder, Oof. crush. But his his whole discography is pretty much unlistenable now. And he was great. Taken too soon. Um. So, you got a tattoo? Is that new? Yeah, this is new. The whole thing? Uh, well, there's two separate ones. This one's a little older, but this one's like two or three weeks old. Is that related to being a mama's boy, having those flowers? Uh, well, I found this tattoo artist who does cool flowers in L.A. Her name's Stabs and Scabs, free promo. And she, I messaged her and was like, hey, I want something from you. And she was like, well, I can get you in whenever. And uh, she was like, do you have any ideas? I was like, I just want, she does really cool florals. And I was like, the state flower of Missouri is a dogwood if you want an inspiration, but I don't care. And she was, she uses um, like old botanical textbooks for her references. Mm. And she was like, there's a dogwood I've been wanting to do for a long time and no one has, has asked for one. So I'll give you that. And then she drew me this. Did you do it in one sitting? Yeah, it was about three and a half hours, I think. Did it hurt? This one? Um... There were definitely parts where I was like, I'm ready to, be, I'd really like to move on. I'd like to be done with the tattoo now. <laughs> but it's not that bad. I, I, I thought it was fine. Uh-huh. Do you have any? Oh, yeah, I have one. It's it's the first letter of uh, an ex-girlfriend's name from way back in the good. day. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Tova would love for me to get deep into that tattoo. <laughs> cool. On good. the podcast. What's the letter? Uh, it's an L. You could do something with that. Sure. Like love Tova or something. <laughs> But but that's kind of like giving like an old engagement ring like from the first engagement to the second person and being like I added a jewel. It's like well, I think it's fine. I'll talk. I'll talk to Tova about. It. I think Tova would rather me skin it off with a with a bear knife. <laughs> <laughs> great, grate it off with a cheese grater. Do you have I mean, any? No. No, no, no desire. I want us to get no, an uncle function one for a sketch um, team. It doesn't. Uh, yeah, I have no no kind of impulse to do it. Huh. No sort of thing. Um, yeah. Are, yeah. you, are you, are you well, like, is it? I have no, like, problem. Like, I'm not, like, I have no. I'm not a pansy. Not, <laughs> I, would, I would take the pain. I, I could take the pain. Uh, no, I just no no sort of desire to do it. I don't know. I've never had, I've never seen something where I'm like, I, I need that on me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love that. But I'm open to it. Now, it, Mama's it, Boy, it though, you're, is this, you're, that's how close you are with your mom? You got yeah. Like, was your mom like, aw? Yeah, my mom loved it. Really? Yeah, she loved it. She was like, that's so sweet. I I would, I I wanted something for her, but I didn't want to get her name. And I thought about getting, like, the classic, like, heart mom tattoo, because I think those look cool still. Yeah. But then I was like, I want to do something of my own. Yeah. You know? That's nice. Yeah. So she loved it. Other people's parents hate tattoos. Mine, my mom has, like, six, I think. I, I wonder if I'd get one for my mom. I don't know if she'd like it or not. Well, I can't tell what she likes anymore. Uh... What would it be? It would be like, at least we're friends now. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> oh, well, don't do something so sappy. <laughs> yeah. No, she. I think she'd like a little cynical edge to it, yeah. I think. I thought she was getting married the other day, and now she's left the guy, and she's dating. It's chaos. Your mom dates a lot. Is that what? Is that yeah, what? she's dating. And it's like you see dating at that age. Like instead of like like a certain thing that like people aren't upfront about yeah. are their medical conditions. Oh, no. uh, the dates are just like intense because if you like each other, some of these guys are so rich. They're like, let's go house shopping. Like that's their version of. You got a good looking mom. Oh yeah, 
She's yeah, good yeah. looking. No, she's she's yeah. she's good looking. Yeah, that's oh. sure. That's why these guys keep putting up with it. <laughs> the, I, I don't know if the camera's capturing her right now, but Russell is bricked the fuck up right now. <laughs> Russell has one of the biggest boners I've ever seen, and he keeps licking his lips when he talks about John Marco's mom. <clears throat> He's like, she's stacked like a fucking bookshelf. He ke- he kept saying it off mic before we started too. <laughs> He was like, humming, 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 John Marco's mom. He was like, yo, look at this, look at this picture. Who's that? That's the tattoo you're going to get is for my mom. You're going to tell your mom, this is not for you. This is for John Marco's mother. Um, but yeah, she's, she, it's just one of those classic where she was like, she was like, I think I'm marrying someone. And I was like, can I meet him? I had to have that conversation with my mom where I was like, I'd like to meet him first. Do you know his name? Uh, yeah. Okay. You've not met him though, or no? They came to a show. Oh, okay. so they came to a show in San Diego. They flew there. He he brought me to an amazing dinner. I said, okay, fine, you can marry him. Yeah, he has my blessing. You, but you should get my blessing. She was going to marry him without me meeting him, or she said I met him once, like three years ago. And I'm like, that's not enough. Yeah, and uh, and then sure enough, a week later, she's like, nah, that's off. Why should he have to meet you? He needs your blessing, you think? No, my mother needs my blessing. Your mother needs it. My mother needs my blessing. To be given if, away. If I married Why? someone and my and I never even introduced her to my mom, my mom would be right to be like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. You're not even going to let me meet the person? She doesn't have to get my approval. Yeah. But I'd like the courtesy of meeting my new stepdad. Yes. Yeah. You ever heard of Oedipus Rex? Mm-hmm. You, maybe you have like an Oedipal thing going on with your mom. When you have... Divorced parents, you can't help but excuse it. <laughs> Russell's like, if she was my mom, I'll tell you one thing. That was my one of my favorite tweets. Is like, what you have to understand is Sigmund Freud's mom was really hot. <laughs> she was drop dead gorgeous. I've always thought because you know there was this, Freud said you want to kill the father, have sex with the mom, and that's why like I think I hated my stepdad so much because instead of having to kill your dad, you just have to kill like some guy, some dude, yeah, some dude, yeah. And your stepmom, that's allowed. That's on Pornhub all the time. You can sleep with her, yeah. No worries. Except she's my sister's mom. So that's kind of fucked up. Oh. Half sister. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you just leave, if you kind of block that out mentally, then you're all good. You're in the clear. I, when I was first starting stand up, I think I told you this once, my stepfather saw me do a show with six people in the audience. And I, for some reason, I was like, let's do this joke in front of him. And I was like, the only downside of having half siblings is. Fucking them is only half as fun. <laughs> Why? Why? Why do it? I don't know. Why write it in, to begin with? In bigger rooms, did it work? Like what? Why? I, I, because it's I. No one likes incest jokes. It's the really tough. It makes people very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think when you have like divorce and there's like your parents are dating and you have halves and steps, like it's funny. You, you just, there's, there's, you have to deal with people, your, your mom and stepdad having sex, my dad having sex with all these different women. I just feel like sex is part of the conversation. And so it's just funny. I don't know. I find it funny. Yeah. Yeah. I see that for you. <laughs> uh, being, <laughs> being an incest comedian. Listen, you guys, you guys ever fuck your brother? <laughs> that kind of thing for you. One, uh, when I got rid, so I said, this was true, right? I was dating someone once, and in the middle of the night, we, I must have had a sex dream, and she had a sex dream. We, we, I woke up mid, and we were having sex. But I like transitioned from the sex dream to waking up and be like, oh my God, I'm having sex. And so I, I get nervous if I share a bed with someone who's not my, my partner, that like, who knows, I'll have a sex dream 
try to fuck him. Uh -huh. And so the joke is basically I was sharing a bed with uh, my mom in L.A. She only it was we had to share the bed. Yeah. And, you know, I assume my brain would know I'm in bed with my mom. Uh, uh, but just in case to be safe before I went to sleep, I put on a condom because I'm a mama's boy. And and it's it was a reference to your tattoo. Me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it's different with me. I would never jump through the hoops you're jumping through to imagine having sex with my mom. <laughs> You're doing so much mental work to get Imagine. to a place where maybe you're having sex yeah. with your mom. <laughs> also, what you're describing, the idea that you sleep in bed with someone and accidentally fuck them is like all, what I was banking on all of high school. Oh, yeah? Every time I slept with a guy friend at like a sleepover that I thought was cute, I was like... Maybe he'll get confused. You know, I was yeah, like, sure. I was like, maybe you know, he'll have a weird dream and we'll end up. Who knows? <laughs> Banking on it, hoping yeah. like so like it was science. I was like, oh, I hope. Were you were were you sharing a bed often with with like yeah, really in well, high school? Yeah, you share a bed. You go, you stay over at someone's house, and there's like four or five of you. You have to share a bed on the or like share the pull out couch, or you go to like a conference or something, or like a go away for a. I just can't imagine. I feel like. You weren't sharing beds with guys? No, I mean, I'd be on the couch, they'd be on the floor, but I, but no, but when you were like young and you were like, go away, like in college, like you get, you'd get four guys would get two rooms. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. sorry, two beds. Yeah, you know what I did once? I went on a, a like a two day cruise with some high school friends and I shared a bed with some guy. Yeah. Remarkable that that didn't end up in sex. Yeah. <laughs> a two day cruise with a guy? Anybody could be gay for that. It was just me and him. It was a gay cruise actually. We're well, <laughs> which we didn't know until we got there. Uh, yeah, no, we made it. We made it a gay cruise. There was <laughs> we forced we forced gayness onto the cruise. There, I remember one time we went to like an FFA, uh, the F Future Farmers of America. Do you know this? No. We it's a it's a it's massive. I, most people listening will know what it is. I think uh, if you have any normal, you're disgusting Houston fans that you loathe so much, oh, they'll know what it is. God, no. <laughs> no. I'm, ki I'm is, you, kidding. They love. You their know fans. they're gonna listen. They're, they're, they're listeners. They're he's listening to it at his <laughs> job where he said he's making $10 an hour. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm so happy that he was I'm a listening. fan, personally. What? Yeah, no, I, he's, he's, he's great. Yeah. So, the FFA, Future <laughs> Farmers of America. We were going to a conference. You would go and, like, they'd tell you how to judge cattle or whatever. And... Uh, we were we were on the bus about to go into the hotel, and guys shared rooms with guys, and girls shared rooms with girls. You know, really encouraging homosexuality. And our our old <laughs> teacher that was in charge of us, uh, his name was Wes. He stood up, and he was so ancient. He stood up at the front of the bus and said, "All right, ladies, tune out. This one's for the boys. Boys, you're going to be sharing beds." And I just want you to remember that. And he's not kidding. He's being earnestly like giving us advice. I just want you to remember this. Poles to poles isn't gay. Holes to holes isn't gay. Pole to hole is gay. Let's go. And that that was like the only thing he said to us before wow. this conference was don't sleep with your dick to someone else's butt. Because that's gay. You can look at each other. You can face away from each other. You cannot. So he didn't know about docking. No. And he um, didn't know about the intimacy of looking into another man's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how beautiful that could also be. Uh, he missed out on a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is, I think it's all. There's something really stressful about going, like uh, thinking back at those trips with those teachers on a going away trip. Man, I, I it's just like some. I can't imagine going away 
with kids, and it's just like I think because they're going to be fucking. So, someone's doing something. Going on and that was I, the best part of summer camp. Was just like you know, like we had the girls' floor and the boys' floor. Yeah, and this was at this was at musical theater camp, so it really was. <laughs> it really was a joke. Yeah, and but it was so exciting. I mean, the the one or two times where like me and someone we'd sneak to a room, yeah. and you'd find the empty at the the big northwestern dorm room. I'm thinking of one very particular. It was very yeah. fun. Yeah, but if we slept in the same bed, we'd do hold a hole. I assume. Hold to. We wouldn't do pull pull to pole. No, hold a hole probably. But I don't care. Like you know, you're gonna. I move when I'm sleeping. You know. Sure. I can't promise I'm gonna stay hold a hole the whole time. You know, <laughs> you guys might end up promises. gazing into each other's eyes. Is that your eyes. pole, Russell? <laughs> Get the pole the other end. <laughs> you make that east pole, west pole right now. Well, you guys might end up looking at each other in the eyes and yeah. you might discover something Just about talking. yourselves. And yeah. that's the scariest thing of all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For a guy like Wes. Yeah. Do, do you old, old, do you think Wes is still alive? Oh, probably. Those kind of oh. country Missouri guys live forever. Yeah. Uh, do, did you want to be a farmer at this time? No, no. I, I I did a couple of things. It, it was like you had to take the class. Uh, you had to take an agriculture class. And uh, it was like a leadership thing. Like <clears throat> where I'm from, excuse me, where I'm from, you could get a lot of like scholarships and stuff through that those things. Interesting. Even if you weren't going to study agriculture. And they had like a, they had a public speaking portion of it. And I did that. Um, and then I did like some of the other things they just threw me in on. Like I did like livestock judging and soils, uh, judging what, what livestock did you judge cattle mostly? And what are you looking for? Oh, if, uh, the top of their back, the way that it slopes, if it has a, if it has a flat line or if it dips this way, um, but is that based on how they raised it or just the genetics of the, the cow? Well, it's based on a lot of things. It depends on the type of cow you're looking at. If you're looking at a Hereford or if you're looking at a, a, a what was, there's like 20 of them. But whatever kind of cow you're looking at, you want to look at it from behind and see like if its legs are sickled or if they're straight up and down. You want different, you want the distance between their stomach and the ground to be a certain height depending on what kind of cow you're looking at. And someone who knows this better than me might be watching and be like, you're messing it up because I forget a lot. But there's a number of things you look at for different cows to see if they're quality like meat and quality like dairy so it's about them being eaten at the end of the day it's about it's about well, it's not like breeding. are they happy no it's not about their quality of life <laughs> in missouri the cows are not <laughs> taken care of in that way if i had have you had unpasteurized milk no i really want to try it why because it just sounds like it's one of those things that people get sick from it a lot but they still do it i'm like it must be good my dream i've always wanted to have a bowl of cereal Go to a farm and milk right into the cereal. It would be disgusting. It would be so gross. Yeah. Why? It would what be warm, why? first of all. Yeah. It's in their body. It would be warm. Okay. Also, a lot of, a lot of times when the, the cleaning process that happens after you milk a cow, the reason that it's pasteurized and cleans is because sometimes pus and blood and things come out with it. It's a really gross no, no, keep product. Your dream, though. <laughs> yeah, go suck on a cow's teeth <laughs> as soon as you can, but... You must be able to suck... Suck a teat. Would you suck a cow teat? Tomical. <laughs> yeah, you can suck a teat. You must be able to. It's like, yeah, of course you can. Like, no, there's not police stopping you from doing it. I'm saying <laughs> there might yeah, be in, in some certain states. states. In some yeah. states, I guess. But I'm saying like you can do it, but I, I, I don't know why you would want to. I just feel like it's best from the source. Do you do you want the water fresh from the the creek or after it's through the fucking Dasani factory? Dasani factory. factory. <laughs> I want it from a I want it from a glass fridge where I can see into the fridge. I yeah. Um, 
so okay that that pulled pulled do you remember did you did you try doing a little pull the hole in that in that not on those trips those guys were i did sleep with guys in high school who uh like i we did i did mess around in high school and there was that like there was some experimenting going on for other people it was experimenting for me i was like this i'm i know i'm like this were you out to the high school no no we, none of us were gay at the time it was just like you know we're like 16 yeah um but no i i was i didn't come out until college interesting yeah i wonder what it's like now whether people are out more i just remember i just remember like my good friend in high school like who was just clearly like clearly clearly in a way where it almost felt silly yeah it felt silly to hear him talk about women mm. and now he's out but i just wonder if more people are out now but i don't know everything feels backwards right now it doesn't feel good no and it's you have to remember too the those parts of the country, like rural Missouri, are so f- literally far behind on everything. Yeah. Um, on like fashion and politics and trends and things. Like they're just now starting to get like, there are just now m- a few more parents out there who would be like, if my kid was gay, I could handle it. But trans, forget trans, it. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. they're so far yeah. back on all sure. that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There was, I remember I was, I, there was a guy that I was, a, f- a friend of mine who's still a friend of mine to this day, who he and I had been kind of hooking up in high school. And he, he was, we were out to each other as like, we're actually gay. This is like, we, we are into each other. And he uh, wanted for us to come out together. And I was like, no, I'm not coming out in this town. And I, I but I really thought about it because I was like, oh, maybe I could date this guy and I could just like have a boyfriend, you know? And um, another kid in our town came out. Right around then, and people and people were so mean to him, and I was like, and I was like, dodged a bullet. <laughs> Glad it was you. Uh, no, it couldn't be me. And then I was like, never. So I didn't. I didn't ever come out until I left. Uh, wow. Did he? Do you remember that kid that came out? Was it like a Facebook post come out? Was it a just told people spread the word? I think he just told everybody. And it was another thing where he was. It was very obvious with him. Like it was like there was. It, it, he said it, and everyone was like, for sure. But why tell us? Like what you know? It was people knew it and only made fun of him once he confirmed it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like really yeah. went in on it then. But yeah, I was like, I'm not going to do that. I want to chill. I, I remember, uh, I don't know if I've told it on this, but it was, uh, in acting class guys would come out. I've seen it a couple times <laughs> and it was like this, uh, this kid from, from some, some Midwest place. He was like 16. He was doing a romantic scene with this woman and and like started crying in the middle of it. Oh fuck! And the teacher who was like, who is the perfect oh. perfect kind of teacher? It was it was a great New York acting teacher. But he was like, what's wrong? And he was like, you know, he started crying. He said, I think I might be gay. And then the teacher was like, okay, just do the scene again. And uh, the teacher said, do you like watermelon? And the kid was like, uh, yeah. And he said, okay, do the scene again. And instead of a woman, just pretend she's a watermelon. And uh, uh, that was his acting lesson. It's a great acting and, teacher. Uh, it's, it's called substitution. And uh, uh, then I remember the next year on Facebook, it came up, so-and-so is in a relationship with Whitney. And I was like, wow, he, he, he went back home and, and stayed back in and got a girlfriend. Oh, that'll yeah, that'll happen. And I knew a lot. I also knew a lot of women at the musical theater where they dated someone, they fell in love, their first boyfriend, and he ended up coming out of the closet. And it, even if they were smart enough to know they didn't make him gay, something about it, fucked with them they love someone yeah. who wasn't a who didn't want them it was some some very unique kind of breakup yeah, yeah. there i there are definitely guys f- that i 
I, either I hooked up with in Missouri or other friends of mine hooked up with that I'm like, you are straight, you were bored, you tried something out, I don't think you're gay. Mm. There are other guys who I hooked up with or my friends of mine hooked up with, because you know all the gay kids in a place like Rome, Missouri, we all, all the towns around, we all kind of find each other. And there, there were guys that are still in the closet, have wives and kids, or that I went to college with, that I'm like, it's different with you, you're definitely gay and in the closet. There's just some, There's something else about it where like, the type of sex you were having, the way, the things about you, where I'm like, you are actually living a lie versus like people who are just experimenting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a different thing and I, you can feel it. And it's really, really sad to me, the guys that are like for sure gay and just like having babies and a wife. Do you think there's any, do you think there's any possibility that, that the wife knows and this is the, they love each other and they're partners and do you think there's? Do you think sometimes these people know? Sometimes it's like you think the wife doesn't know. Oh, I think they know spiritually, but I don't think it's an arrangement. Sure, I think they can feel that their husband doesn't like having sex with them for uh-huh. sure. Uh, but I don't think it's like let's just do this. You know, I don't think it's like a, an, an arrangement. There was a summer camp I went to where the the two heads of the camp like they were convinced that he was gay and she was a lesbian, and they had two kids together. And I'm, well, that's what I want. That's actually powerful. I want that. Yeah, I want to marry a lesbian. I I want to I want to marry a lesbian. Any of the ones I'm close with. Yeah, mm-hmm. start having kids pretty like in the next year or two, and then have like three or four kids together, and then we just fuck other people. And really? we, but at home, it's just bliss. I mean, you could do that. I'm trying. None How, of the lesbians will do, you do really it. Want kids badly. Really? Oh yeah, I want kids like more soon. than anything. Not maybe too soon. I don't know that I'm quite ready yet because yeah. I still like. I do like going and doing my own thing all the time. Yeah. But I would, I, I want to be a parent more than I think I want to do. Do you know anyone with that arrangement? No. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, obviously a lot of gay men give sperm to lesbian couples. That's of course. A, that's a massive thing. But no, I, I just want to, me and my, me and my lesbian raise a couple of kids together and hang out at home. Would you do artificial insemination? For sure. For sure. This is a big fight that Holmes and I have gotten into. Because Holmes is like, if we, Holmes is like, maybe someday, and if we do it, you have to have sex with me. And I'm like, I'd rather not do it. I don't want to have sex with you. <laughs> really? That's that's the deal breaker? She, I'm not having sex with you. Because she just wants that, that one part to be... She thinks it's offensive that I would send her to the doctor when we could just save the money and do it OG. And I'm like, but it, I, I'm not, I can't. I can't. I, 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 having said, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. That's very funny. I would let her do it. I'll give you the stuff. And if you want to, you know, tinker around at home and figure it out, <laughs> you would just, <laughs> I'll give her the cum. Sure, sure. And she can, you know, put it in there. Would you stay in the room if she said, well, at least be in the room? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If, if that like, does something for her, I'd be like, go, baby, go, go. <laughs> Come on, honey. Get it in the, you know, I'll even put on a little show, but I'm. <laughs> I'm not fucking girls again. It's it, it wasn't for me. When did you had sex with a woman? I sleep. Yeah, I slept with girls in high school, and none of it was good. None of it was fun. It was fun. It, I mean, it really wasn't. It was. It was. I really liked them, but I I was like, eh, you know, I just I I really wish this was a guy. You know, very, uh-huh. very you know your classic gay thing of like wishing you were having sex with a man. I was just like, just uh, doggy stop right at the gate, just straight up, just like you lower your voice, you know? <laughs> lower register. Come on. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like Forrest Gump. You, I was. Who was the DJ recently? You, you, you tweeted about. Uh, was it Diplo? Diplo. He was like, yeah, I've gotten blowjobs from guys, but if you don't make eye contact, it's not gay. I didn't tweet about Diplo, but I know what you're talking about. 
you oh you tweet you it's not like a subtweet just a chat just this like this weird thing of like yeah i'm not gay but i've had blowjobs from men yeah, this whole thing of celebrities now coming out as nothing. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like you, the 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 wisdom now, I think, is that being queer is profitable. Yes. And so I am I'm not I'm not queer, but I'm something. And and people will ask them like, Oh, what what are what are you? Who do you date? What is your thing? And they'll be like, That's none of your business, but let's just say I'm I'm open minded kind of vibe. And it's like, yeah, I get that that's technically progressive, but we've got a lot of shit going on right now, and we kind of need the star power and the camaraderie and the, like, I think it's boring to be like, they don't have to tell anyone. It's like, of course they don't, but they should want to. Sure. And you're not, I don't think you should get to be part of the community if you're in the closet. Closeted people are not part of the queer community, in my opinion. We're ready for you when you're ready to come out, but I don't, there's this weird propensity to be like, oh, when the when the conversation comes up of should straight actors play gay people right uh-huh. i personally don't give a fuck but people who uh criticize it will often be met with well you don't know if they're uh, in the closet and it's like sure. right and i don't give a fuck yeah, it doesn't that's not what does that matter this. to me yeah. we're a part of a community based on interests and being out and there's political power in that and it's it's like being like someone who doesn't crochet joining the knitting circle or whatever the fuck it's like come and do it and then we'll talk yeah you can't just sit here do you think yeah. do you think for Especially with with men, I feel like there's uh, way more bisexual men in the world that are identifying as bisexual because I think in general when a man says they're bi, people go you're gay. That's 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 the that's I think if you're a celebrity, that's certainly what people are gonna lobby. But you think saying I'm bisexual as opposed to I'm open, I'm whatever. You is the bisexual label powerful? I'll take anything. Yeah, bisexual, poly. If, even if you just want to call yourself queer, I'm not saying you have to out yourself in this very specific way or tell people how you have sex. You don't have to be prescriptive about it. Just queer is fine. Queer is an umbrella. Like, sure. G- come, just be in it with us. Because the problem is there are, like, queer people being rounded up around the world, right? And, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's only getting it's getting very bad in the United States for queer people right now, not to be heavy. But, like, so w- what it feels like to me is you want to cash in on the cultural cachet of being queer right now yeah. and get cast in these queer roles and be in these queer scenes and be considered queer. And then the second that shit goes south for us and it stops just being trans people, because it will turn to the rest of us. Of course. And it's a problem before that. But just so all the cis gay people who don't care know, it will come for us, too, again. Then you're just going to be like out of it you're just going to kind of skate out and and be untouched because you never said it officially mm. i had a friend recently I was, I was very bothered by it where they they were like you know they saw whatever of one video of a drag queen with with holding hands with a, a little girl I was like why are the kids always there? and i'm like shut the fuck up don't shut yeah. the fuck up stop taking this bait why stop like, taking this fucking bait there's just a myriad of reasons, but I, I saw how the propaganda had worked with someone who I consider, who is, in terms of America, liberal, who who saw one image of something and went, that's a little much. And now that's become their opinion on the whole fucking spectrum. And it's very frustrating to see the propaganda work on friends, you know, in their 30s and their 40s. And, and uh, I didn't... You know, I just told, I, I, I'm not a very good, I wasn't very persuasive. I was just said, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. How, how, what is this conversation? Who there, was it? Uh, it was I, Russell. I, I made a very vague. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're hearing Russell right now. 
Russell's like, yeah, who would do yeah, that? Who was, who would do that? <laughs> Russell and I absolutely have friends who are liberal again in the span of America, where it, you know they 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 fall for some of these fucking these bait. I'm like, I'm like, stop, stop even worrying about the uh, the, the the drag queen brudge. It's 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 don't 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 even. It's like when people make trans issues about like sports. they want to talk about the sports, sports solely, and I'm like, who, who gives a fuck about that? That's that's nothing compared to the larger conversation. But it's it's it was just scary. I had a, it was just I was surprised that this friend said that to me. Well, also on the trans stuff at all of it all, especially with like middle America guys who I grew up around, I'm like. You guys do gender affirming stuff every single day. Yeah. Every single day. I do bald I do bald spray. Every but we all have our stuff that makes us feel better. But also these guys specifically all have like they will call their best friend of forty years Moose exclusively because he wore antlers to a party once thirty years ago. And they're like, That's Moose. And I'm like, Moose is trans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as far as I'm concerned, that's the exact same thing. He's literally yeah. doing the one like I identify as a moose. So yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like you guys do this shit all the time, but you won't do it for somebody who genuinely is like a transgender, like a different gender. Why? What does it matter? We saw uh, there was something on the, the, the Babylon Bay. Someone just, you know, quote tweeted it. But like their sketch was it was the Chinese. It was like the, the army in China, how they're going to beat American soldiers. And the, the Chinese soldier doing a, a horrible accent was just like, you're a he him. You're a he him. And the soldier's like, oh, oh, and died. <laughs> it was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I was saying, like, I want to I want to watch someone watch this and I want to see them laugh because I don't believe they're going. <laughs> I think they're doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, God, the Babylon Bee is yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, none of it's none of it's amusing. I'm gonna become watch this space because if I ever need money in a bad way, watch I'm gonna become space. a conservative comedian. If you had a podcast Wait, on I the Daily Wire, about, I want to talk about Roseanne because you had a great um, tweet recently about kind of like the situation of Roseanne. I felt like it's it summed up perfectly how I felt because Roseanne was a big that TV show was the original, yeah. the first few seasons, so fucking good, yeah, so. Unlike anything else, on um, there's little these episodes are like little plays where, where they showed poor people in a real meaningful way, yeah. and they were horny. That some of the earlier episodes of of Dan, of Dan Rosen, they are so fucking horny for each other. And these two fat, fat people, mm-hmm. it's like it. You watch it and you're like, this is still not been seen again. Like these two fat fucking people who want to fuck each other and they have no money and they're they're real and so but you i i I loved your take on like just how that kind of radical contrarianism becomes a a a thing that the person seeks rather than actual yeah you get obsessed with the validation of it yeah like that show the original roseanne had they had black friends who were talking about their relationship to the police being different than their white friends. They had queer characters who were like poked fun at, but like loved and taken care of. Then an episode, I I remember watching when I was a kid, an episode of Roseanne where a politician came to the door, like knocked on the door and was like, I'm out looking for your vote. And Roseanne was like, that's funny. We can't really make ends meet this month. And he was like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And we'll, I'm going to go talk to other people, but we'll get to work on that. And she was like, I'm going to come with you because we all can't make ends meet actually. And it was like this, like it was very, it was a lot funnier obviously I'm, I'm butchering the joke of it but it was like this this like very real like kind of criticism of politicians coming and asking for the vote from a bunch of people who have nothing which is obviously still going on and 
I think at the time those were all like very inventive ideas. And then yeah, you get addicted. Somebody like Roseanne gets addicted to being the person with the fresh take. Yeah. And so when the fresh take becomes uh, transphobia, you're right there ready to have it. Yeah. And it's like yeah, it turns you into this fucking nightmare person who's doing a like the special. She just put out the clip that we all saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was like my kiss. pronouns are kiss my ass. Yeah. Yeah. And what's really funny about that little clip is. I watched it. To, of course, I, you, we always watch the bad comics. Of course. Because like, we want to know. And she had a, part of that bit was she was like, they want to know what a woman is. They don't know what a woman is. I'll tell you what a woman is. It's me. A woman who's someone, A woman is someone who cleans up everybody else's shit. And I'm like, the interesting thing about that a bit is you yourself are recognizing that there's more to womanhood, as we understand it, than chromosomes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, yeah. That there is a gendered conception of what it means to be a woman in the world. And your experience of it is that you clean up everybody else's shit and that you have to do it because you're a woman. It's on the road to understanding that someone can be a woman without being born the chromosomal... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You have a more layered understanding of womanhood than you're purporting to have, but your politics yes. are clouding that. But I also think at this level, it's so hard to understand what her real politics are because she's she's basically... It's very limited where she can make the kind of money that she might want to be making at this point. So it's hard to know what's pandering and what's real. Right. All of those people... All of those people, I'm like, especially if they've been in show business for a long time, I'm like, really? You you don't have a hundred gay friends along the way? Right. Like, I, I just, I don't know what to believe of any of them. I, I don't know if, if she's, I just don't know if it's all a game or all an act. Or she's no, like, I what think- Fox is going to pay me? I bet Fox paid her, what, three million, five million for like the special on the, the Fox streaming yeah. service platform. Yeah. She's not getting that anywhere else. That's interesting, but full disclosure, you should tell your fans, you open for her a lot on the road. <laughs> I don't post about it. I just say I'm going to be at this club, and you don't know who it's for. Yeah. Then you get paid a lot to, to pose these sort of hypothetical yeah. questions. <laughs> maybe she's, maybe she's she, left of Bernie. Maybe she... <laughs> we don't know because the we money... We don't know because... Who, and she has to feed her family. Say? <laughs> it's an act. It's a character. She's working on the inside. <laughs> Uh, oh, I know man. a couple of comedians that open for problematic people, and they, they just post, I'm going to be at this club this weekend. And you're like, are you headlining? Who's no. there? Who's yeah. there? <laughs> Who's closing the show? Who's doing an hour after you? Yeah. Who are you hanging out with? And how many accusations are there for that person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel very lucky that I don't have... I, I, my career went in a way that I never had to do that, because I would do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand You say that, Caleb, and you said this on the last time we did the podcast, and I don't buy it. That I would what? That you would that you would make a hard pivot against your own values. I think unfortunately you're very you're very tied to your values. You're, no, you're do you think do you think I'm morally upstanding? Do I you, think do you are. think I'm above it? I think you are. You've walked right into my <laughs> trap. No, I mean I don't know. I just say shit. You shouldn't put this out. Who knows? I I don't know if I mean any of this. Maybe I maybe I wouldn't. You're right. No, I remember the last episode you're like, can you not make this the clip? I'm like, okay. What was the clip? I don't. What was I talking? It about? was. It was. You went. I still actually do want to post it. I. But I didn't want to bother you with it. But it was you talking about ad people who work at ad agencies, and you. You tore. Oh You yeah. tore into them as as human scum, basically. No, not human scum. That's how you guys talk about your fans. No. I, no. <laughs> when the mics are off. When we this episode comes out, our Patreon goes down oh by fifty my God, people. No. I'm kidding. Next time we go to Houston, there's more protesters than at the show. <laughs> We might get some of the heat off the drag queens in Texas if we can get you guys to keep going back. Sure, sure. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, advertising, I did have a particularly tough experience with a lot of what I view to be failed creatives. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, we don't need to rehash it. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great. Uh, check it out. The episode is on the YouTube. Speaking of which, uh, if you want to hear this live episode uh, with, with, the, with the fan who, who wants to exterminate all British people, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash downside uh, for bonus episodes, live episodes, and my clean stand-up special that I'm not releasing. Um, uh, I did want to play, we had a new night terror from Tova. I sometimes like to play Tova's night terrors. And, uh, because I got to get something out of this. I lose, I don't sleep. I don't, I, I, it really unnerves me. <laughs> Here we go. Wait a minute. Marco. What the fucking shit? Okay, so... This was three in the morning. This was before the early flight to Houston. But then it... You made me blind? <laughs> so then she went and slept in the living room for 40 minutes. When she says you made me blind, it's because it's her glasses. She always says, like, I'm blind. And she accuses me of hiding her glasses, even though they're at the nightstand. And we realized this because when she was mugged, where the night terror started, she told me this later, and I, I put it together like Freud for her. She, her one of her contacts fell out, because she, she chased the mugger, got her phone back, and her contact fell out. And when she told me that, I was like, oh, that's, that's why you're always saying I'm blind. But uh, we've put two, two glasses on the nightstand sometimes. I've tried a method where before she goes to sleep, I say, can we... Can we talk to your, can we try talking to yourself, talking to your subconscious that you, you can see and your glasses are there, but they're getting worse. You dating my manager is one of the worst things that's ever happened to me <laughs> because I have to, I, the, I just have so much more access than I ever wanted to stuff about her life. Like, sure. I don't think I'd have sure. the recordings. I don't think I, you know, <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what sounds my manager makes when he sleeps, to be fair. No, and, like, there's also, a, she's also a friend of mine. Like, the, you know, you're on Twitter being like, when my girlfriend blows me. It's just like a, <laughs> it's a really intense thing to see that and then get on a meeting and talk about business. You know what I mean? To be like, my girlfriend throws it back like an all-star <laughs> on my timeline and then get on a call with this individual is, like, obviously yeah. it's weird. <laughs> and the yeah. recordings, I mean, yeah, it's just a strange place for me to be in. Yeah. No, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Well, you went the other way around. You, you knew her first. Around. I knew, yeah. Yeah. But, and I'm uh, the one who brought her to Titanic. That's Let's true. not forget that. That's true. She wasn't going to Titanic on her own. That's true. I said, I got to see Russell. And she said, please, yeah. do we have to go? I yeah. said, go to the show. <laughs> How's the show going, Russell? Um, show's going well. You know, we what just are you doing? Extended. Um, I play a role. I inhabit a role. Uh, uh, <laughs> I am a performer. Uh, what's cool? Like, what's the outfit you wear? Uh, <laughs> pants, pants, and mm -hmm. slacks, slacks, and a blouse. Uh, and uh, a blouse. <laughs> yeah. How long is the run? I don't actually know. Uh, through September, right now. Cool. It's gonna extend. It's going on. You're being. You're gonna be in this be for decades. No, no, no. I think. I think September. I think I have a. It's just hard to. It's a. It's eight shows a week. It's just like you know. It's a grind. I want to see you play the Celine Dion character. No. 
No. Okay. I'm going to come see it. I'm I'm due for a New York theater trip. I need to come see that and Parade and like two other shows that I, people are sprinkled into. And yeah. I'm going to come. I want to come. come see Titanic. Come. I just saw, I should give a shout out because they gave me free tickets. I saw Shucked, the musical about corn. It's about corn. I went with Tova. Uh, she was not a fan. <laughs> It's tough seeing musicals with Tova. You, you they gave you free tickets. They gave you free tickets. You gotta cut that out. You gotta cut that out. They gave you free tickets. No, but let me keep going. I enjoyed it. My girlfriend did not. You can't give fair and balanced commentary on the free stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys for the tickets. My girlfriend had a horrible time. It's just no, but like, it's very hard. Tova is not a musical person, and when when it's like corny and i'm not trying to make a pun here because it, it is about corn and they did a lot of corn puns everyone you can imagine they did but like tova gets in a space sometimes where the moment they start singing she's like i'm with her. a song yeah, yeah. and i'm yeah. like yeah but that's 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 the art form that Here's, we came to see it's going to a poetry slam and going was that a rhyme okay i haven't seen shucked going to um, a haiku saying five let me guess five seven five I, yeah i haven't seen shucked but what i have a problem with shucked is i hate the like get shucked like i hate like someone when, hands you like, pins and lines and they go get shocked like when go it's shuck like, yourself yeah like that kind of thing i hate i don't that. like when people are cute with me i hate it don't be cute with I hate me. it I hate, I hate especially you're like, you're like you're like we're a family you know in your you're implying fuck, I hate just fuck I hate you know. cute with profanity because I'm like I yeah. saw I saw a man masturbate on the subway right here you can say fucked, fucked yeah I just had a fucked up experience Get just fucked say with fucked. a corn sock yeah. yeah I just don't be cute with me I've got a lot going on <laughs> I don't I'm just there's a lot of things going on I'm having a bad I've got like emails to respond to yeah. I can't have you doing like a get shocked like yeah. I'm gonna kill you yeah with a pin I'm gonna oh. shuck and kill you I I, I, I <laughs> Oh, you're, you, we should stop recording. Um, uh, well, let's, because uh, we also have to go, so let's go on, on toward uh, oh, yeah. This Has Gotta Stop. Is this the right button, please? Nope. nope. This Has Gotta Stop. This Has Gotta Stop. Do you have a This Has Gotta Stop? Um, yeah. Okay, so sometimes, I don't know if this happens. Airplanes, you know, they're not made oh, for fat people. But I will say what I don't like, sometimes I always pick, I always pick in seat by the window, right? I'm not sitting, I'm not going to sit in the middle. But sometimes there's another fat person that sits in the middle, but they probably don't identify as fat. Like, I identify as fat. And they kind of look, like, at me, like, I'm the problem. Like, I, like, and I'm like, we're both doing it, yeah. baby. It's it's both it's Shamu and Godzilla, and, honey. Yeah. We're both in this. <laughs> we're both in it. And sometimes there's a fat person who doesn't think of themselves as fat. It's usually an older woman. And um, she's, like, like kind of being, like, so on the way out here, kind of like, uh, like, and I'm like, I'm like this. And I'm like, I'm really trying to make it. Like work, and I'm like, there's no accountability. She's taking no accountability <laughs> for contributing. <laughs> yeah, we're what both do like? doing it together. It's fine. Like, let's just like leave. What does accountability it, look know? like? It doesn't look at I me. Also like, I also identify. We're like, you know, it's this kind of like, how are we gonna like this feeling of like, oh, you know? Can you imagine if she put on the whale and started looking? <laughs> <at her? laughs> but it was like, it was like she was fat too, and I was just like, come on, like you're fat too. Like I wanted to be like, you're fat. We're fat together. It's fine. We're, it's not comfortable for any of us on this thing. You would have had to have someone skinnier than you for her to be comfortable. You, you know owe I mean? me. You owe me a jolly fat diffusing yes. comment the and way I've we had, all do. I've had that too. To I've be had, like, oh, not not the both oh, of us. You have I, to give me something. I had a, a great older black woman one time, and we were like, where? What are we gonna? You know, like, we're like, you know? <laughs> it's a real like, fucking nightmare out here, isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> but when the food cart comes, you're like, just leave it here. <laughs> you're getting too comfortable. We <laughs> We let the whale. We let the whale come and slide. Don't sneak in food cart, John Marco. You're doing too much. We were being very generous when you brought up Darren Aronofsky's The Whale. Don't say the food cart stays with us. Stop now, because you're still ahead. Stop. I like it. Um. So yeah, that's John, nice. John Marco's like John Marco's like yeah, and then you get off the plane and maybe you get bariatric surgery. Stop. No one's getting gastric sleeve. Don't do that. Oh, so uh, I just want you know, if you're fat, I, I love you. Like, let's work. Let's just be fat together. Get That's your fat ass over here by me and be cool. Yeah, just yeah. don't, don't. Yeah, don't look at me like I'm. You know. Anyways, these airlines they need to be taken down. We we had our last guest. He's 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 seven foot tall. He has he has Marfan syndrome, and we're just talking about. I realized they don't have like they don't have anything on the planes to help anybody for anything. No, and these uh, something I, I don't know. I don't know what has to break. Something has to. Something has to. Something has to <laughs> happen with these airplanes. Yeah, for a change to occur. <laughs> what I, wanna, I don't know what it's going to take. What I want to tell some extremely rich person, some billionaire, is start an airline that does only like major cities, right? So that you can yeah. at least take some of your leg. Start an airline that only does like major cities at first, so you can be safe on your investment, right? And make it to where all like Delta first class seats, which are not huge, they're like what we all should be sitting in, mm -hmm. and make it the whole plane, and just only do like do bag extra baggage fees or whatever you have to do. Mark the prices up a little bit. You will sell out every flight. When you make your money, start expanding and just make a plane where it's literally comfortable for everybody and make it a little more expensive. You'll be able to cover the costs. Don't pay your executive $17 million a month and you will make so much fucking money. Americans are only getting fatter. But, but that's the thing is it, I always think like if if upgrading if upgrading to first class was $100, there's so many times I would have done it by now. But it's usually like a $1,000 ticket as yeah. opposed to a $200 ticket. And that's – yeah. And and then and then they they just it's I'm tall it's gotten worse it's horrible where I always get frustrated Delta calls it the comfort plus chair yeah. and I'm like how dare you call Com this yeah. comfort this is like chairs comfort are supposed plus. to be comfortable yeah. what happened yeah they're greedy it's all greed it's horrible I only fly first class now and it's so expensive but I want to avoid that shit of like the number of times a thin person was like legitimately mean to me yeah and i and it used to be that it made me sad and now i know that i'll fucking snap on them so i'm yeah. like i just need to be with yeah. the, i'm sorry i need to be with the wealthy people i do yeah would you snap on someone i think at this point i would because it it, it enrages I, it what enrages me about it is not that they don't like that i'm fat i could give a fuck what enrages me about it is that you're not mad at the people i'm mad at which is who's making money off of us yeah. all being uncomfortable yeah. yeah they're ruining all of our days and lives and you're looking at me i mean this is the whole this is everything about politics to me yeah but this is like i think if you're to be a ceo if you're a ceo of an airline you're making that much money you should have to be at the airport every day. You should have to come on the plane and face face your critics. There's just no way for them to face all the shit that they're doing. I want to see them. They should have to fly middle seat economy between me and Russell. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's like when the mayor of New York like talks about the subway and you're like, you haven't taken the subway in 10 years. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. They should, as part of their job, <laughs> as part of the money, as part of being set up for life, take the subway everywhere they go. I would love that. Yeah. Um, What's your disgust up? My disgust up? Where'd my piece of paper go? John Marco's like fat people. <laughs> <laughs> He's they like fat gotta British stop. people. 
Um, uh, oh, I had the thing about Tova. I had the fuck. Do you have this got to stop? I do. You go. Mine was going to be airplane related, but I'm going to switch because it was a very similar thing. My flight here from Kansas City was a nightmare for fat raisins. But okay, can I do this one? I don't think will be broadly relatable, but it's really on my mind. Is uh-huh. that okay? Yeah, yeah. Please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally fine. Okay. I, unlike you guys, am extremely grateful for my fans. Mm-hmm. And I have a real appreciation for the people who, who help me pay my bills uh-huh. in, a, in a humble way that you guys can't access. <laughs> however, oh. there, there is a... <laughs> however, they're disgusting little pigs. Um, no, I, they, I, there's a phenomenon in my life where attractive gay men are mm. matching with me on dating apps to tell me that they're a fan. I will mm. kill not only you, but myself. Stop doing this. If you are a fan of somebody, or if you are also friends, if you're friends with somebody, or, or like mutual friends with, like matching with somebody is a joke that you know is obviously funny and do your thing. But matching with someone on a dating app for a reason that is not dating, dating. stop. No one wants to, you can buy a ticket to a show. You can DM me on Instagram or Twitter. You can tell a friend to come and see me. Like there are a million things you can do to show support that are not being hot, matching me on with me on Tinder and then being like, you're low key. So funny. Like I'll kill you. Do you think any of them are like the want to hook up still? They're like, you're so funny. Like, do they make clear? Like I'm a big fan. And there, that's all. No, the, there have been times that people have messaged me that they're huge fans, and then also we have ended up hooking up and are going on dates. Sure. That, I will date a fan, no per, no problem. I yeah. Because I know you have great taste. The issue is that a lot of these guys, when I press the issue a little bit further, they're like, I'm such a fan. I'm like, oh, thank you. What are you up to this weekend? No message back. Mm. Or... Or like, or, or literally sometimes not getting, going out with my boyfriend, like on here looking for friends, oh, but that's not ugh. in the bio. So yeah. I didn't know. So I connected, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're wasting my time. You're wasting my time. And yeah. also now I don't like you. Yeah. Now I think you suck. People put that in the bio, just friends or looking for friends. If they do, I don't match. Cause I have friends. Of course. The issue is when they don't, and then it comes out in conversation and I'm like, I don't need friends off yeah. the dating app. You want to know what, what's even worse? That Tova used to have to deal with when she was on the apps. Oh, I can't even imagine. You you know exactly what it is. Yeah. Hi. I, I'm looking for representation right now. <gasps> oh, homicidal. Oh I would my be homicidal. God. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so bad. At That's... least at least no one in particular. But uh, uh Name them. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. <laughs> 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 Cancel him for this thing only. <laughs> oh man, Brad Pitt. I don't know what the status is with he he made the movie she said. He'll be fine. We had someone who's very publicly <laughs> Nothing's happening to Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's probably you know fine. I mean? He's got a lot of money. Well, I'm gonna keep looking out for him anyway. <laughs> I I wanna make sure. I wanna make he's a Missouri boy, I wanna make yeah. sure. Um all right, let's go on to our Fine. Oh, oh, mine. I was like, no. This has got to yeah. stop. This is this is truly is bugging the shit out of me. People hear my name, and some people, that's their that's their new bit with me. Jamarco, Jamarco, oh, yeah. and I go and I say, yeah, and they go, they have nothing. They just want to do that it's game with Italian. me, and I'm like, motherfucker, you're not the first to hear that name and want to sing it to the gods. Don't. Do this. This is not an interaction. This is not an interaction. Yeah. And I can't tell you. It's it's only men, and it's a, a number of guys. Where every time, Jamarco, and I go, yeah. Well, and that's s- it. You got to stop hanging out with musical theater people. Yeah. The, the, yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, huh? yeah. You're right. 
Wait, can can I tell you something related? Mm-hmm. Last night, my very my my friend brought her. I'm friends with both of them. My friend brought her very hot straight boyfriend to the gay bar to hang out and he it, he's cool he, it was I, well, I was happy to see him he but he very he's a very sweet guy and he very earnestly i'm talking like 10 pack abs a like gorgeous gorgeous man very earnestly after about 45 minutes to an hour being in the bar turned to me and his girlfriend and said everybody here is so nice <laughs> and we were like yeah no, because we're she and I are the two things you're never supposed to be in a gay bar, right? A straight woman and fat. So we're like, of course you're having a great time. He was like, yeah, I didn't have enough cash for my drinks at the bar, and they told me just oh, take them. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, he was having like the time of his life, and I'm like, buddy. Yeah. Of course, he's like, everyone's touching my back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, you're a king in here. <laughs> this is what straight men don't realize. Go, go in there. There's. I one time, I, I think I might have told this before. I one time. Uh, had a, a friend who was like, can you, this, uh, the, I was looking after a, a young child in the Upper East Side <laughs> for like two hours. Oh, okay. So I was like running errands. So you can do a gay bar. Yeah, I was running <laughs> errands with the six-year-old and people, when they thought I was a father to a young, cute six-year-old child were the nicest they'd ever been to me Whoa. in my life. And I was like this very weird experience like that. We were like, oh, everyone's so much nicer to me and like looking me in the eye and they're like, oh, Look at that that dad walking around with his like and it was just that kind of thing where I was like, oh, people are nicer to me and see me. Like where you're like, you don't, you know, you some usually people ignore you. Yeah. And uh anyways, a similar. Wow. Thing. Yeah. I'm gonna start toting a kid around. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. But were you saying stuff like, Oh, I miss my wife? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, Be, man. Seriously guys, wear your seatbelts. <laughs> I miss yeah. my wife every day. You go to the bar, you're like, two beers, one for my wife who passed, unfortunately. <laughs> and one for the kid. Um, all right, final. Are you okay on time? Yeah, I gotta okay. go. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing. Okay, I know we've we've poked fun, but genuinely, those those people that stayed after the show yesterday, it was very touching to me. I, I know we were making jokes and stuff, but it was very touching and very sweet and very. Um, uh, it felt nice to know because you're like. You know, I we I didn't know if anyone would come to a Houston show. It's just a random place to have a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very sweet to have people stay and 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 say such nice things, and uh, that was very that was worth the trip. Yeah, it was lovely. Be, nah, you know, I think I think it's there's just this, this surreal feeling whenever you whenever you have fans where they're like, "You helped me through this," and yes. you're like, "I should have worked harder." Yes. <laughs> I should have done more. I I should have prepared more since th- yeah. this was so meaningful. It's but but it's wonderful. We're so we're very lucky to have you. So thank you for coming out. Um, so and- I just want to make sure: is this the part where you guys wanted me to say that I made all that stuff up that you said off <laughs> <laughs> off mic about your fans? I just want to <laughs> get the segment right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, for me, uh. Uh, again, I'm so thankful that all, everyone listening joined the Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash downside. But also, uh, you know, b- being able to do this with Russell, I feel like in a lot of ways, uh, this this podcast was a con to make sure I was able to spend time with Russell. 
uh, in my life and uh, go on trips. And so it's very, I'm very flattered that you went all the way to Houston uh, for yeah, this trip and, and so got fun. up early to come here. So I'm just so lucky to have you a part of this podcast. And uh, he's texting someone. He's I'm not listening to any of this. A but, fucking Uber. Um, uh, that's my blessing. Caleb, do you have a blessing? Um, yeah. Well, I am. I want to say uh, old women who call you baby in restaurants. Or like grocery stores. Like I was just in KC and I was at a, a barbecue place that I go to a lot. And there was an old woman who, who called me uh, baby and sweetie within a couple sentences. Mm-hmm. And I just think an old woman, oh, an old woman calling you baby is just like, oh, man. It just makes me feel yeah. like I could lift a fucking truck <laughs> and throw it across the state. Like I just feel so powerful. And I'm grateful for that. I like that as like a, a Popeye. Is that what's name? Popeye with the big arms. Instead of spinach, an older woman comes over and whispers, sweetie. And he's like, I got it. Like, Here you go, sweetie. Here you go, darling. I do love that. Toss a truck. Um, what would you like to plug, Caleb? This is coming out in like three weeks. Oh, kindness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> treating your neighbor uh, with love and respect. I, what do I, um, you know, if I have a show, come out. Uh, and that really, that's it. Just come, come see me at a show. What What are your socials? Oh, I'm Caleb says things on everything, and don't you know? Don't follow me. At this point, I'm gonna delete them soon. So don't go on. No, the you're socials. not. No, you're not. I'm gonna get off. Ooh. I'm gonna yeah, get off unless unless Star Marco oh, tells oh, me he wants to stay. Here's what this gotta stop. <laughs> here's what this has gotta stop. Yeah. TikTok being taken down is bad. It's not a good thing. It would be incredible. It would be incredible for the country. And Russell's got to get in a car, so we can't actually have this out right now. Russell, have it out. I gotta go in three minutes. What's your I plug? Gotta, uh, just you, you can you can t- go try to off. go see Titanic um, at Russell J Daniels. You know, on on Instagram. I don't use Twitter. You but you're on it. I, I I lurk, but I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. Post you're a deep lurker. Uh, I'm gonna be at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival this weekend, uh, doing just little spots here and there. Doesn't really matter to me if you come. It doesn't change the money I get. So come to Mike Drop in Arizona, April 28th, 29th, and 30th. And otherwise, join the Patreon. Find me everywhere at Jamarcus Serezi. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside. You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi.